You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 66. We do it live. Chicago. Criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that is live from New York. It's Saturday night. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we are back with a very experimental episode. We are live on YouTube. Full exposure, pants off, balls out. <laughs> That's it every day for me, dude. Yeah, same here. It gets pretty, like, the furniture in my house is just awful. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ball sweat everywhere. Oh, yeah, okay. Ass. And those just leather seats. And, those yeah, leather seats. You just get off. It's just that. You, you have to. You can't. You got to give up fabric. Yeah, you can't do it. Your balls just kind of peel off of it when you stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to minimize standing up and sitting down. That's that's the first thing you learn. <laughs> keep it to a minimum. Oh, fuck. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh no, I started recording. It's a crisis <laughs> over, guys. I thought I forgot to hit record. <laughs> so should we jump straight into the news? Let's do it, guys. Well, we, Let's got, get... we got a bunch. Yeah, we do have a few news items. Let's go. You know, before well, this meat one, and this... potatoes, <laughs> delicious this one's, a, this one's a little bit of uh, an old piece of news, and we're a little behind on this, and I wanted to get it out there because Rich Woodall, who's... You guys may have known, he's done a few backups, I think, in Savage Dragon. He's been a fan of Savage Dragon forever and has always been on the message boards and things like that. Um, and just been a big part of the Savage Dragon community. Uh, also a terrific artist. And for years and years and years, he was trying to put together the Savage Dragon slash Johnny Raygun um, comic. And Johnny Raygun is his creator-owned character. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, this has gotta go back over maybe 10 to 15 years. I remember getting, I remember getting a free comic book day issue of Johnny Ray gun, like in like 2003. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. And so now, um, uh, rich is on, uh, Patreon. uh, Okay. And he has, um, a thing where he's putting out his own kind of comics through it. So you can pledge like a dollar and just, you know, view all of his uh, strips. He does like a page a day or something like that. He's got a couple of different characters. Right now he's got Sergeant Werewolf, and then this project is Johnny Raygun, Savage Dragon Project. So for a dollar you can see the strips, or for five bucks a month you can get the strips plus like a PDF of the strips. And then he's also got other things, like ten bucks you can get like a um, you know, a piece of art or something like that, a sketch mm-hmm. or something. Sure. So uh, he's on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash rich r-i-c-h woodall w-o-o-d-a-l-l mm-hmm. and you can check out what he has to offer but 
Um, are the Ray, Dr- Johnny Rego and Savage Dragon pages like publicly viewable, or do you have to be bidding to? You uh, have to. Pay, you have Patreon. to. I don't know. There might be like one page up there or something, but you have to be. Yeah, you have to pledge at least a dollar to be able to see the strips. And I, he does like a page every like. I want to say three, four days or something like that, and uh, he's got about four or five pages up now. And then what he's doing is every five pages he's kind of collecting it into a PDF with like a cover for each one, and he has like a different artist doing different covers. Cool. So it, it's pretty cool. It's worth checking out. I know there's a lot of like longtime Savage Dragon fans who know Rich and kind of remember when this was first supposed to come out so many years ago, and we were all pretty excited about it, and so. It's cool to finally see it come together, and it's yeah. a cool way to kind of get some money for Rich, too, you know? I, I mean, he's... I recall this project from, like, 2004, 2005. It's been a very long time coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a piece of original art from when he first... He, he did a Savage Dragon Johnny Raygun kind of pinup for me, and, and that kind of got the juices flowing in terms of him talking to Eric and, and trying to get this started, so... So you're the originator? I wouldn't say I'd say he's the originator. Him and uh, Matt Talbert who okay. was uh, the inker, <laughs> but um, we definitely kind of. He says that I kind of helped it get going by ask you know getting that pin up and stuff like that. But cool, I'm not going to take any credit for that. But it, it's cool to be kind of a part of that history. Um, so I'm excited for him, and I think you guys should check it out, especially you completists out there. And I think it's I know it's get, got Eric's blessing too. So. I think it's also going to turn up in print someday. Hopefully, probably eventually. Hopefully, I don't know like how many pages he intends. Um, it'd be it'd be great to run it as a backup, but as a one shot, it'd probably be even better. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. personally would love it as a backup, but I'm definitely going to support on Patreon because, I mean, if it's only a dollar, good grief. Well, the Patreon typically, typically you don't get anything for a dollar. Typically it's $3 up to actually get content. At least that's my experience with other Patreons. You do know that the person setting it up can choose that. Yeah. So you're just backing a bunch of greedy bastards. And... All right, so... Our... so... <laughs> I was going to say something. What are you doing back there, Jim? I was typing away. I was trying to get to the Patreon quickly to check details, but now the moment is lost. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, we're going to talk about the next piece. Moving on. um, Craig got talking to me recently, reminded me of the documentary Image Revolution, which apparently he had backed on Kickstarter years ago, and Mm -hmm. uh, I had an opportunity to watch it. Uh, Apparently, it's free to watch on. Amazon Video, and it's on YouTube, legitimately, Mm -hmm. um, for free. And, um, so yeah, I got to watch it, and I don't know, I don't know if it's being on on Amazon or YouTube is a new development, but it's Uh new to me. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, because I have Amazon Prime, and I have, like, the Amazon Firebox. I don't think you even need Prime. I think it's actually... No, yeah, but I'm just saying I can watch it, like, on my TV now, you know, with Prime and stuff. I don't know. It's just, I... I was I was telling Jim I had backed it like whatever when it came out maybe uh, I don't know five six seven years ago maybe right. and uh, they sent me like a link to FTP the video and I never <laughs> did it and then it expired so I was just like oh well I never never watched it <laughs> so I still have not seen it to this day but my name's at the end in the credits as like a backer cool so it's kind of cool I get to 
I'll get to see it finally. Well, it's pre- <laughs> it's overall pretty interesting as far as documentaries go. It talks to all the you know the principal characters, uh, which is actually pretty pretty good feat considering where a lot of them are right now. Yeah. Get did you see uh, Rob Liefeld doing Todd McFarlane impressions? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it just so it, te- it, it tells the story it tells you know when when uh when Liefeld got thrown out and when Jim Lee went to do his own thing and how Robert Kirkman became a the the, the new partner and brought Liefeld back you know the whole the whole saga you know yeah mm-hmm. is Eric in it much or uh actually he's in it a lot but he doesn't really say a ton that we you probably don't already know yeah, which um, seems a bit tactful. I gotta wonder, like, how much uh, unused, that doesn't sound like him unused footage, maybe on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I was gonna say usually he cuts loose, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah I, that guy was a prick. You know, working with him was hard. It's like, it's like... <laughs> honestly, almost the whole Liefeld and Todd really kind of get the most screen time. I would say. Uh-huh. Um, and, and they both have a lot to say, and what they have to say actually is the most interesting, because Liefeld admits to not being a very smart businessman early on, whereas, of course, Todd did the opposite. <laughs> I was a genius. <laughs> Something along those I lines. I hear, whenever I, like, if you close your eyes and you listen to Todd McFarlane talk, it sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing, because Liefeld does this really exaggerated vo- voice of him, but the actual Todd talking to me sounds completely normal. Really? Normal? Yeah, no. He sounds like a typical. No. He's got a real unique. No. He sounds like Kermit the Frog with a heavy Canadian accent. Yeah, he's real unique. It's like just his accent is just really strong. The way he speaks is just just like strong and unique. I'd say it's as unique as like Stan Lee or something, you know? Like you know Todd McFarlane. Stan Lee doesn't really sound that. It's what Stan Lee says that makes him sound unique. Not how Look at it, like, way. on YouTube, like, go watch, like, what's that show that Stan Lee used to do with all the, like, artists? Stripperella. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's, the like, artist. YouTube videos, they were, like, you know, Tim and Will Spartatio, and, like, he's interviewing all the artists, and they have one where it's, like, Todd McFarlane, it's, like, oh, I think there are it's clips gotta be that. 93, I think there's, it's just, like... I, I right. think there are clips of that in the documentary. It sounds straight, straight up like Kermit the Frog with a Canadian accent. <laughs> I don't hear. Never it. gonna. I'm never gonna be able to hear it the Hi, same Kermit. now. Kermit the Frog here with another fast-breaking yeah. news story. I know what you're talking about though, because it does have that kind of like he would be like, "Oh, the thing when you got to draw spawn. Yeah, exactly. exactly. When you got to draw spawn, you got to do it just like this. But see, you, you sound like <laughs> that you, is perfect. You that's sound perfect. like you sound like Liefeld doing the impression. Is what you no, sound. but that's what I hear. That sounds good. <laughs> but that's how he's like. I don't hear it. Yeah. You guys, you guys got to watch the documentary, and you know, you guys tell me what you hear. All right. We so were always what... competing, us guys. You see. <laughs> <laughs> Keep I, I think, more. I think I it was. A, I think overall, it was a good documentary. There was some production value things because clearly it was a passion project rather than a professional project. Okay. But but it's it's good. Yeah, I'm pissed off now. If I knew Raven that you could have done such a good McFarlane, you would have you should have done all of the solicitations for the spawn issues in the Todd McFarlane <laughs> voice. What a missed opportunity that was. 
We like to drop balls here on the Savage Fincast to <laughs> 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 just unveil our uh, unveil our amazing impersonations after the fact when they would no, when they're no longer helpful. Really, before this podcast is over, I need some more McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can oblige. All right, we just drop well, it when we're at least <laughs> suspecting. Can you do the next news bit in the Tom McFarlane voice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, here's an interesting uh, bit of news here. Uh, Farrah Delgado is a new <laughs> Savage Dragon letterer, starting with 231. <laughs> you uh, probably know him. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real talk, though, Farrah Delgado is pretty good. He's awesome, in fact. Oh. Absolutely, I am so stoked. Yes. So is, is that is he hand lettering or is it digital? I don't know. I'm gonna guess digital. Yeah. I mean, even Chris Iliopoulos was digital by. He the was end. at the end. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Farron's like all the backups he's been doing. Yep. He's kind of he can he can really ape like the with Artie Simek kind of mm-hmm. lettering and stuff like that. Like he he does great great kind of classic comic book lettering the uh so who was the current letterer chris chris oh wait did he leave and come back at some point yeah yeah he left and came back he left and stopped hand lettering and when he came back he did it digitally okay chris eliopoulos g-man so when does uh, when does uh, Farron Delgado start next issue? Two thirty one. Next issue. All right. Two thirty one. It would be interesting to see the difference. Like I think, especially I think he was the one to put the 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 sex dolls text on the cover. Yep. Okay. All right. Immediately you can see like you know impact on the book like sex dolls right on the cover. I'm like good good. And the thing is, if you remember his Mighty Man one shot, um. You just know that he really delivered when it comes to like sound effects and like retro fonts. Wait, like he lettered just... that too? Yeah. Oh. I think. Ninety nine point nine nine percent sure. I have no way to check right now. Well, I can fact check it if you want. You want me to check it? Make sure. At any rate, take my word, kids. He did. And uh basically <laughs> it was really, really cool. We all like marveled at the letters. He lettered my backup in two twenty five. So, which I was super happy. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so. it's 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 crazy because like, uh, Farron is from Spain, and mm-hmm. then you got Nikos and uh, Mike Torres, right? Is that yeah? They're from Greece, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole drat besides Eric, everything else is like outsourced to like uh, Europe, you know, Greece and Spain and stuff. Now it's funny. Yeah, even Gavin, the editor. Oh yeah, yeah. It's in the UK. That's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. It's it's kind of like an uh, a world effort, a global effort to bring us this product. <laughs> so that's that. That's pretty much you know Chris is off the book, and you know what a champ. We love you. We appreciate you. You are awesome. You're a legend, and uh, it's exciting to see Farron you know coming in. And he's got a he was strong as hell with where he started, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, sweet. We'll we'll have to pay close attention to it next issue. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> and our last bit of news isn't really news per se, um, but Eric suggested on Twitter and Facebook that he is going to dial back his Comic-Con presence over the next year um, to help improve workflow. Uh, because I think over the last couple of months, 
he basically had more time on his hands and realized he could crank out books a lot faster when he's not traveling he's, he's all the time. He put out like three issues a month. He put out three issues <laughs> in two like... months. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. And twice in March. So we theorize that this may be a way to get Ant out next year, or this year, I guess. Didn't he, he say something like that? He's a, he himself yeah. mentioned getting Ant out of the door. Right. So, so that's something uh, to be excited about. He doesn't know. I mean, it's not a commitment or anything. Yeah. He just said he said that, like you know, obviously, if he's going to cons, he picks up commission revenue, and he does enjoy seeing people, but also. If he's not going to cons, he can make more books. So he doesn't quite know if he'll commit one way or the other. And I'm sure he'll change his mind and, you know, pick up a few shows here and there. But it's cool anyway. I figure we'll get Ant when we get it. I mean, remember uh, the quote-unquote Scooby-Doo story that ended up in (laughs) Kung Fu Bible stories? And it took, like, I think it took over ten years for it to come out from when it was first teased. You know, even if Ant was just, like, a backup at this point... For Savage Dragon, Flipbook. I'd, I'd be cool with that. Flipbook. I love flipbooks. I know why he doesn't do them, but I love them. Why? Oh, like oh, literally, I thought I'm thinking that you're talking about like a flipbook where you. Like, oh no no! Oh, I'm like what? <laughs> Craig, you're thinking of like fighting Stickman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean turning the comic upside down. Yeah yeah, I know. He, he did that for he was I think he was doing that for a while in the Vanguards and then he stopped doing it because I think comic stores were complaining. Like, it's a problem for some reason. Oh, give me a break. Why gotcha. is that a problem? I don't know the details. I can only speculate. I don't, bl- I don't buy it. Or it, I was don't a buy pa- it. or it was a pain in the ass to print. Like, there was, like, some factor that he decided to stop doing it. It wouldn't be a pain in the ass to print because uh, the printer doesn't know. He, he didn't do flip, but he wasn't putting those second covers on, remember? Because people were, like, racking them the wrong way. Right. And they weren't, like, the Savage Dragon side wasn't showing, so... You know, people wouldn't see Savage Dragon on the stands. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I think he well, did it for, like, you know, a little while, and then he went back to doing the covers. Like, I, I swear he went back to, like, doing it again. Yeah. I mean, Aquaria here. Aquaria's got the back cover, so technically if you're some kind of dum-dum and flip the book Oh, yeah, he away, does have the bag then. Yeah, remember he stopped, though, for a while? I swear. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. They were like, I remember that happening. And they were like, nah, I is can't the, do is it. Is the barcode on the back? Barcodes on the back. Yeah. Plus the page, the book would be flipped the wrong way. So, I mean, if all the red flags, you know, that the book's turned around. Nobody ever said that uh, comic store um, attendants are the smartest. <laughs> Shots whoa, fired. Whoa. Shots fired. Getting crazy, dude. Hot take. <laughs> I love them. I know you don't care. You're digital only, but. I love Raven, you, comics. Yeah, there are no barcodes you on love, back covers. You love your comic shop when they just destroy you every time you tell them. Me and that one Dragon. guy, we just have, like, <laughs> what's funny is that launched such a thing. Like, people were so pissed. Like, I thought it was a funny little story because, like, he called, you know, Dragon a porn book. And then, like, the part, nobody focused on that part at all. All anybody gave a shit about was that he was, like, you know, busting chops on the book, which he always does. Like... But again, I don't think that he feels comfortable doing that with everybody. I think he only shits on my book just because, like, you know, yeah. I like he knows I'll like bust his chops right back. As long, so. as, it, as, long as it's personal and not, you know, everyone who picks up the book. Oh, look, <laughs> it's the guy who likes to read porn comics. <laughs> That's what I'm like, yeah, I do. And just start, like, <laughs> grossing him out with weirder shit, you know? Yeah, show, show him some actual porn comics. 
that's what actually like that's what ended up happening is he was trying to like like sort of skis me out a little bit and like me and the guy behind him totally skis him out way more because yeah. the guy this is what's great is the guy behind him was like oh yeah man that was great snowball hilarious and like we were like yeah like having a super high five moment <laughs> and like you could just see him getting more and more nervous because like other customers were walking around what you guys and, talking about yeah, yeah. I said, I remember I said, it's just cum. Cum's the only thing that's new. And this one customer's head, like, turned real fast and hard. <laughs> and you could just see him, like, uh, let's get you rung out. And I was like, yeah, there you go. It's fine. Just yell, buckets of cum. <laughs> cum buckets. <laughs> Savage cum buckets. No, oh, good. God. So, I uh, guess that's episode news. title. <laughs> buckets of <laughs> it's happening we don't get buckets this time spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> we get like it's more like come nuggets just Lots a drop. sideways monkey mouth though <laughs> oh plenty of that plenty of that uh so shall, shall we move we, on <laughs> shall we move on this is easy i got the easy i got an easy segment for you listeners so, interesting conversations. What did you think we asked last time? We'll introduce the segment. Ago. We could introduce the segment properly. We asked last time, in fact, two episodes ago, we asked, what did you, the dear listener, think of Savage Dragon's 25th anniversary year? That was the year 2017, of course. And we got some really good responses this time. Uh, wait, <laughs> that must be another dimension. We got no responses, so... Apparently no one gave a shit. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Fox everybody. Fuck Savage Dragon. <laughs> Fuck the Silver Anniversary, which Who cares? I just looked up. Who cares? Not, not a big deal, apparently. Twelve issues, one of them oversized, and a Mighty Man one-shot. Not even worth mentioning, I guess. In the lexicon of Savage comics. Dra- Savage Dragon's death? Not even an issue. Not a thing. Not a thing. Who cares? It's cool. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's cool. Just uh, do, <laughs> you please. sound really hurt. When you, nah, it's fine. It's cool. Don't worry about <laughs> it's it. It's fine. I don't care. Who cares? Who I care? It was a dumb topic anyway. I don't, it was a joke. Who came yeah, up with that, that topic? Yeah, we asked that as a joke. That was me. It was Raven. Oh, thank it God. Thank God it wasn't Raven. me. Thank God it wasn't me. <laughs> Shoot. Thank God it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, Not hurts. even one, Raven. Oh. Not even one, dude. You're going to ruin this. You're going to be the end of the show, Raven. I know. It wouldn't be the first time I destroyed something. <laughs> so, something beautiful. It's okay. I guess we'll come up with a better one if we get no responses. Um, oh, we're going to try this again? Is this like... Oh, is it? are we retiring it? I don't okay. know. I'm cool retiring well, it. Let's retire. Let's try it again. I don't feel like thinking about a new topic yet. I want to hear I want to hear what people thought of the anniversary. I really and to do. be fair, 2.30 is part of that. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Technically, 2.30 is part of 2017. So uh, let us know, savagefincast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the past year. There's or a lot else. of crap that went down. Let <laughs> us know what you liked, what you hated. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. I mean, it was super eventful. There was one shot, the extra. like. So if you include Mighty Man, it was like a 13-issue year, plus one of those issues was oversized. So a ton of stuff. It was a crazy year. We just want to hear your thoughts, and also, too, if you have a different interesting conversation, throw that out there, because you, the listener, uh, are the one who determines what the interesting conversations are. 
So there you go. That's that. That's a wrap. Got it. We're moving right along. We're just checking. We're knocking them out. I gotta check something so, real quick. What's up? I just thought of something. Something what? crazy. Something wild. Uh oh. Something <laughs> that may not be true. We say uh oh in unison. And Craig. it wasn't true. Never mind. Moving on. Wow. <laughs> I, I thought I thought maybe the spawn issues were also this year, but they were actually the tail end of last year. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> so there weren't those issues to throw in the pile as well. Alright, so a nice try. Trying to carry the torch that, that uh Raven started with the whole kind of game that we had a lot of fun with. I actually enjoyed doing the game. The was that last was that our last was episode our last or the episode yes. before that? Yep. It was a lot of fun. Um, we were trying something out, and I decided to uh, set my own up in uh, kind of a very similar style to what Raven did. Nice. So uh, I call this game uh, Savage Onomatopoeia. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait. So, what you guys gonna? I'm gonna give you guys the sound effect. Uh-huh. And the characters that were in the scene, and you're going to tell me what happened. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. okay. All right, so I give it. you the sound effect, the characters, oh, you did and all then the first, first person to buzz in. You don't have to tell me the issue number or anything. Just tell me what happened. Oh, that's good. This so, is good. It's real Hand, simple. Hands on buzzards. This is so, a good game. So, uh... I'm ready. You can feel free to buzz in before I finish, but if you do that, you have to... I'll, I'm going to stop the minute you buzz in. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's, t- let's test so the buzzers. The first one will be easy. Test, test Just... the buzzers. Okay. And so for the guys listening out there, the buzzers are re- buzzers are really just our kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it, our chat chat text <laughs> on our uh, on our cast. In so you our guys chat, can't not your see chat. That, but... Yeah, you guys can't see it, but I can see who types in the next first, and then that person will go. All right. So first one's going to be easy. It's okay. just kind of just so you guys get a feel for it. Warming us up. Um, and I didn't do that many. There's about six or seven of them. That's all I did last time. I did five last time. All right. So the first one. Oh, boy. The sound, the, the sound effect is Brapalorch. And it's... We got... Ogre, oh, that's the exact same time? No. 58... Well, I guess uh, Raven, you're first... 10, 29, 58. Raven, you're the first one. Brapalorch was Malcolm and Maxine's money shot. That was when she got... Wrong. And the reason why you're wrong is he didn't let me finish. Oh, but, no! But, but I know the answer. So I'll, I will finish but, now. Whoa, whoa. Let me answer before me, you finish. Wh- wh- oh. no, let me fi- I, I can finish it. No, I'm ballsy. I'm going to go before you finish. <laughs> okay. Pure ball mate. Barapalarch? That's when Heavy Flow blasted Dragon in the face. Boom! Oh! So if Raven would have waited, I would have said Brapalorch. No, nah, Raven wouldn't have got it because that was my first and guess. Dragon. We buzzed yeah. in at the same time, remember? Well, he buzzed in a second before. Uh, a fraction, before. fraction of yeah, a second fraction before of me. A second, I so. still wouldn't have had the details. I still would have got it right. You Judas. Yeah, what? <laughs> Terrible. All right. So that's one point for Jim. So that was the easy one. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, God, this is not good. Right. So sound effects... Hrunk, H-R-U-N-K. And the characters in the scene are Dragon and Open Face. Oh, fuck. Jim, that's all, right. all you. Jim, that's you. All right, that's like... Pretty sure that's one of the earlier encounters where he's in the sewer 
and gets gobbled up from the ceiling? No. Okay. So I'll give it to you one more time, Raven. The sound effects. Hrunk. Go ahead, Raven. That is Dragon ripping open face in half. Correct. Well, <laughs> it's close to his tongue. Ripped his tongue right out of his that face. That was, of course, yeah. my second guess. Yeah. <laughs> Suck right, it, Purcell. Suck it. The next one. The sound effect <laughs> is doom. And all it is is mighty man. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's really familiar. Take a while. Take a uh, guess. Jim. Oh, man. That's you. Doom. Is that when Mighty Man was punching Dragon to break his bones? Nope. So, just let... I, I would tell you the characters in the scene. And in this scene... Oh, that's right. You said Mighty it's Man. just Mighty Man. Uh, okay. All right. You want to uh, give it a try, uh, Raven? So, yeah. I, I got I to gotta try. I got to go... I got to be a fighting champ. I can't just go... So, okay, it's just Doom, and it's only Mighty Man. Pretty much. I'm, I'm I mean, g- it might be another character in the scene, but in that panel, it's just Mighty Man. I'm Doom. Gonna, I'm going to say that it is Mighty Man uh, transforming. Correct. Like, and Stevens. Like, and boom. And Stevens rips. slaps her wrists together. Doom. Got it. Into is it, is it always Doom? I don't know if it's always, but well, the that first time that... Re- really specific. Well, it's just. Are you saying the I mean, first you time about, she ever it's does one it? character? The only time you hear the word "doom," it was her. It might be every time, but I think the character's the trick. She, she snaps her wrists together. Technically, that's doom. two it's... people. Woohoo! I'm oh, number one. On. I'm number one. I'm winning. All right, got another one for All us. Right. Yes. <laughs> if you guys don't get this one without me telling you the character. You guys aren't real fans. Oh shit! Oh, sound please. effect. You guys ready? The no. stakes are high. I know what this sounds. I should buzz in now. The sound effect is path. path. What? Path. The oh, characters yeah. are Jill, August, Dart, Dragon, and Mako. Oh. Ooh, Jim. Damn it. Oh yeah, that's when Mako punched through Dart's face on the island. Correct. Damn right, you. Of course. Oh, you got a tie game. This is horrible. This is the, right. a dark day in history. You guys ready for this next one? I'm ready. Path. What a what a crock of shit sound effect. We got a tie game. Effect. We got a tie game. What a crock of shit sound effect. Come on, effect. Path. He's path. Just, just turned her head into vapor. Path. It sounds like a fart. Sounds like vapor. It was a bad sound effect. I'm calling it. No, it was awesome. It was pretty good. I'm bitter. I'm bitter. It was right. good. Here's Damn. a better sound effect. The sound effect is runch. R-U-N-C-H. Runch. The characters are Emperor Kerr, Dark Dragon. Go ahead, Jim. That's oh, when... Oh, you, you know it, Raven? Yeah. Yeah, it's when uh, it's when um, <laughs> Kerr punched, the woman, uh, punched through the woman to hit Dark Dragon. Wrong. Oh. Ooh, I got you. Raven. It's when he eats Malcolm's brain. Wrong. What? You never ate Malcolm's brain? Yeah, he damn did. Well, that was in the alternate reality. That happens oh. a little later. Dark Dragon. Oh. Dragon. But yeah, so the one with Kerr, Dark Dragon. Kerr kills Dark Dragon. Oh. And, and then eats his brain. Malcolm Dragon shows up and catches his catches Kerr eating his brain. Raven, you were well, right, you, but you, oh, you got the I, wrong You scene. have to listen to the cat. You got to listen oh. to all the characters involved. I knew he was eating brains. It was really, it was I knew yes, brain it was close. Sound. But you knew- didn't wait to hear all the characters to get oh. to the scene. 
I knew Brain Dragon 156. So I guess I've we're never tied. forgotten. Still tied two two apiece. We got more. I got more. We need more. We gotta have more. Yeah, we, someone's gotta win this. <laughs> we gotta have a winner. Are we, are we going to five points? What's the deal here? No, no, we'll still keep going. Oh baby, okay. Uh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll keep going. Brain eating. All right, this one sound effect is Squitch. S Q U I T C H. No, we got it. The character. Did someone hit that? I think I got Two it. Two of us did. What is it? Wait, uh, Ravens got it first. That is Dragon pulling a wicked worm off and squishing it. <laughs> you gotta wait. Listen to I uh, oh, do no! all the characters. Oh. <laughs> serious? It's Squitch. The characters are Dragon, Mace, and Wicked Worm. Oh, okay. No, Jim. So it's when he's pulling the worm off Mace and squishing it. Wrong. Wait, what? This is the scene. This is oh, the oh, it, it, other, way, other way around. It's when Mace, Mace yeah. pulls the worm off of him. No, no, he doesn't Mace pull it off. Spikes. He smashes it with the, with the ball and chain. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is squishes. This I'm pretty is hard, sure every dude. time it gets crushed. You guys squished. would get it if you would just wait. <laughs> All right. This one's not a scene, but it's a sound that happens continuously. Okay. And what I'm going to ask you guys to do is to name the device that makes the sound. Okay. Uh, we're twisting with Game Changer here. The sound is Chak. C-H-A-K. Check. Check, check, check. 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 And, it, and the sound that follows is FWASP. Check Go ahead, Raven. It's the teleporter. Yes. Vanguard. Vanguard's teleporter. Boom. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to use that because that is a FWASP is exclusively for that teleporter. We've got a, we've got a winner. Am I the winner? You're, oh, Raven you're the winner. Time. Woohoo! Here's my sound effect. Thrakadoo! First official champion of Savage Onomatopoeia. I love it. I love that. It was hard, dude. It was. I don't think you guys got it almost every single one, and the ones you didn't get, you were damn close. Yeah, but it's still fun. That it's was fun. Still hard. What do I win? What do I win? It's hard, but you yeah, guys what does it. Raven win? Uh, you win. A t-shirt with a design of your choice made by Raven <laughs> Perez. Well, that stings. It's a pretty good prize. That <laughs> stings. I tell you, I've got an idea for a prize. I think Jim should have to do a Todd McFarlane impression when I choose. <laughs> within this show. How can I do an impression if I don't recognize the voice? That's what's going to make I can, it so I guess good. I, I guess I can do Rob Liefeld doing an impression of Todd. I can at least do that much. Perfect. Perfect. That's good enough. Since apparently that is the truth. <laughs> That's great. I'll, I'll take it. And I'll limit it to just this show, so I'll just bust it on you sometime during this show. If I fail to cash it in during the show, then I lose my prize. But I won't. I'll remember. One of our guys on our live chat, Matrix... I don't even know how I say his name. Matrix Vingian? He wants you to... Jim, he, he says you have to talk... A, in the Todd McFarlane voice and talk about baseballs. <laughs> Beautiful. In fact, I claim my prize right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was it? You get didn't you get like a power or something? Last yeah, time like, I, last I got time? to shut you guys down. And but he then, never used it. But yeah, used well, it well, I used it, but then we lost the episode. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
Yes! <laughs> so you totally shut us down. Yes. <laughs> the ultimate shutdown. <laughs> yes, I, I believe I would like to hear your Rob Liefeld impersonation of Todd McFarlane talking about baseballs <laughs> and Madonna's brassiere. Wow. So the and, the, and the Spawnmobile. He, he did buy the brassiere uh, of Madonna, the pointy boob thing. What? Oh, that he one. He did. Yep. He bought the Vogue Martin. one? He bought Mark McGuire's baseball, and he bought the Madonna pointy boob bra. And uh, since to help Craig for coming up with such an awesome game, I also want you to mention the Spawn Mobile at some point in your impression. <laughs> Wait, just do a... your best. <laughs> All right, well, you, baseball mother- you motherfuckers! My father got <laughs> what? That's how I think he sounds. <laughs> or at least according to Rob Liefeld, that's how Rob Liefeld makes him sound. I can't wait. Wait, when are you gonna? Are you just gonna like choose any time during the podcast? And just he's make he's chosen it? this time. I've oh, chosen right now? now. Okay, I want to hear happening. about base baseball, okay. the pointy bra- Madonna boobs, and the spawn mobile. <laughs> oh, here we go. You can you can like just practice like you know just get your voice, your vocal cords kind of exercise. Just Kermit go. E frog. <laughs> That's not not what I hear. Eh? Eh? Take me out to the park. It's like Yoda. (laughs) Draw Spawn. The secret (laughs) to drawing Spawn. He's like kids like Spawn. Spawn bacon. (laughs) Looks just like his face. That that wasn't that like the. (laughs) <laughs> the hot pocket swans. It was hot pocket swans. <laughs> they were filled with green goo, I believe, was the gag. It was ectoplasm. <laughs> Yours is pretty good too, dude. <laughs> Jim, you ready? I've been ready. I'm just waiting for you. I'm ready to get my opportunity. As champion, I would Take like to claim breath. my reward. <laughs> All right, so here's my Todd McFarlane impression by way of Rob Liefeld. This is going to be so awful. Beautiful. Those motherfuckers, my goddamn father got a ring, got a baseball for all his hard work. You Marvel motherfuckers. (laughs) He sounds like the Brooklyn Brawler. Yes. (laughs) That's... that's... Genius, Raven. Genius. That's you guys, gotta, you guys gotta see the documentary. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't oh, know. John... I, I think we gotta end this episode now. Yeah, we might go out on it's top. Re- enough of the meat and potatoes. <laughs> that was good. Oh, good game and good impersonation. Man. Yeah, our listener, uh, John Pinozzi thought that Todd had Madonna's bra from a league of their own. Wouldn't that be kind of creepy? Was that, I understand. Is that movie? Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that whole movie. I understand getting maybe like the Vogue bra or whatever, the, the, the cone one, because that's kind of iconic, but just yeah. getting a bra from like a league of her own, like just a random bra, isn't that, doesn't that kind of get creepy? Much creepier. Much creepier. I don't I'm even remember say. that movie. Maybe it was like a, I don't know. A special bra. Let's see. Madonna's <laughs> iconic cone bra sells for $52,000. Uh, wow. That's all? So ridiculous. I could buy that. Yeah, yeah that's not that. <laughs> or I could buy a vehicle. 
Yeah, or, or yeah, or a crappy house, you know. <laughs> One of the Anyone other. could mortgage their house for that. <laughs> I'm very hurt that you didn't know that Madonna was all the way May in A League of Their Own. Like I said, I have not actually seen that entire movie. She's yeah, one of the most important characters. Classic. <laughs> Path. All I right. can't believe you stole a point off me for Path. That's mad. Why? Why? That's it blows like... my it blows my mind. To that... be fair, to be fair, that scene is one of the most important of my reading of Savage Dragon career. Uh, you know, and you dropped a few points in my book for not liking that sound effect. I do like it. I was just bitter. I actually do like it because it's it's good. It is a good missed sound effect, and I don't think it's used other places, is it? That was the first scene that really made me pissed at Eric, actually. Because <laughs> I really I really liked the Dart Mako relationship, and he went on and fucked it up. He proved you wrong. Oh, God. Imagine He's... what that relationship would be like nowadays. Gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some crazy scenes. If you've never seen Shark Pecker, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I imagine he's mostly human from the waist down. So you're thinking there's no no exotic shark dong to him? He's just a giant fin. He's just gray. Just gray colored flesh. <laughs> gray dong. A fin. Did you say a fin on the no, dong? Flesh. <laughs> no, no, Craig said oh. dorsal fin. A fin. Like a shark fin. <laughs> That's good. Those are both good. Gray with the shark fin and little fins on the side. That's good. Just Sounds like, a, like a Game of Thrones character. <laughs> little fin. Gray dong. Gray Dong Littlefin. You <laughs> <laughs> surrender your territory to Gray Dong Littlefin. <laughs> like I put some music in. Ah, it really feels real now. All right, yeah. chuckleheads. Let's get this back on the road. So, meat and potatoes time? Meat and potatoes time. And guys. What everyone came for? I just want to say. <clears throat> Strong finish. To the strong, issue? Strong finish to the year. Oh, yes. Strong finish. Very unexpected stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Mysteries. Picked up, excitement. Picked up in the art department. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just like... what's What was incredibly satisfying is that, um... We little insider baseball a league of our own when we did the last show we had digital copy read uh this and so we just real quick we're like oh man you know strong finish strong finish we're throwing around strong finish and without uh any prompting i was seeing readers throwing around strong finish in the facebook group too strong finish to the year so i'm just glad strong issue yeah, I think 2.29, we're, we're probably, I mean, it's no secret, we weren't that pleased with it, but... We had concerns. Cool. It didn't blow our balls off, but it was, you know, entertainment, but this is just, you know, back to form. This is how you... I love, I love when he does splash pages of, like, character face close-ups, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know if we've ever got one with Maxine before, have we? Well, the cover. This is a good oh, one. last issue. Well, yeah, the cover, but I guess like I'm talking in terms of like splash pages. Well, let's talk about two thirty. I don't cover think so. Quick. We have we have talked about two thirties cover before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in now that, it's in print. Yeah, it's real. 
<laughs> yes, it's real. Didn't so didn't he he have like a like the swastika? Yep, on the one guy's on forehead. It, and they had to take they had to take it off so it could be sold in Germany or something. Well, I think it was a precaution. It probably would have been fine. But yes, well, he, no, did, he did that. He took the because they're the, illegal there. Yeah, but in apparently it's not a huge deal in the comic book industry. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, because they're imports. <laughs> they just you know, no one's really checking. Oh, I got you. I got you. At least that's what I was told by, or someone said on Facebook who was from Germany. But yeah, they took that's the, right. They took the swastika off the guy's forehead and they put the mustache on Malcolm. Was the big two changes from this? From oh the yeah, I feel like Eric has gone back and put mustaches on like Malcolm everywhere now. But this is yeah, a really fun. This is always this is a really bit fun cover, and I think we said that when we first saw it, mm-hmm. uh, just with the Nazi punching and the and the and the and the fin biting and the the Christmas <laughs> the fin biting, fin biting. <laughs> like Virgil's... I like the little detail the guys like on the cover, like the the knife, the guy holding the knife has got the little skull on the bottom of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, greed. You, you can't even it's see that where that company. guy. Oh, there he is. There's his head. He's a uh, he's in an awkward position. It's behind the fist. What was his plan? But he's stabbing. trying to. Yeah, he's right up in the ass. So he's. he's <laughs> yeah. He's right in the back there. No, these guys. It's it's great. It's just actiony. They're all over the fucking place. There's debris flying everywhere. I just noticed the guy in Duder doll. Yes, I actually just must notice that myself. I love that guy and Duder are like they're you know the kids' favorite cartoon. I think this is the first time one of them has been on the cover. Hey, you're not wrong. I don't know if it's Guy or Duder. Yeah, I don't. Mm. Real similar, those two. (laughs) I like Malcolm's ugly Christmas sweater, but I like it even more that it's actually in the book, too. Uh, Eric really enjoys drawing Christmas sweaters. Christmas. It's a one. What's funny is I think we busted like not really heavily busted chops on this, but like uh, I'm waiting for that Savage Dragon Halloween issue. Yeah, Eric is a I think a big fan of Christmas. Christmas <laughs> seriously represented in this book. Well, that's how you, that, that, that's how you know a year has passed. You know what? It Wouldn't it be indication. funny if that's all it was? That's always been my guess. Right, because because remember, remember when he was like really far behind in the real time aspect, and like it was Christmas mm-hmm. in July. There were like two Christmas because he was like trying three. to catch up, and so he was basically would put those issues out even if they were out in the wrong month, just mm-hmm. to tell you that years are passing. Yeah, like that one issue that a whole year went by. He made sure to put in Christmas. Yeah, I guess that's the trick. Wow, so it's not really so much a giving a shit about holidays as it's a super obvious end of the year. Well, what about New Year's, huh? It's not as noticeable as visible. At least in my fireworks opinion. and people kissing and you know. I don't know, you I don't know what Eric's process is. <laughs> All I can tell you is this is what I have observed. I'm I'm joking. I would like to see uh, Halloween at some point. I think there's some comedy there. And there's three kids in the book now, so come on, baby, Halloween. That's all I'm saying. As Halloween. a as a as a uh, uncle, I can tell you that kids are fun to dress up. I <laughs> would like to see Labor Day represented. <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> Arbor Day. Well, well now they're in Canada. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Got to celebrate Boxing Canadian Day. Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's the only two I know. Boxing Day and Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. In Canada Day. 
I'm sure it's a day. <laughs> I'm sure they have maple syrup day. Moose day. <laughs> this is horrible. We're stop like stop throwing assholes. Canada under the bus. <laughs> With their milks, their bags of milk, and their Smarties in a box. So my feeling about this page one is that it's Eric doing a third try at the close-up Maxine face. I like it. I think it's like a home run, man. Yep. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I don't. I imagine he drew this on the small size paper because this is the issue that all the pages are different sizes. Yep, that's as, the art experiment needed. this time. Yep. Which I think is a crazy experiment. And crazy? I think I just got real time corrected. There was a Halloween issue. Uh, Malcolm dressed as a cop. I, I <laughs> was that the that I that no, was the one was good. I have no doubt that there will have been Halloween events in Dragon. Was that was that the issue that it was like um, one one day per panel, probably or one month per panel or something like that? I mean, Halloween was probably represented in that issue as well. Basically, it looks like this is to me. It's it's Eric doing a Maxine close-up in the proper like mm-hmm. page size. Okay. Which, of course, he did for the the final cover anyway. I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of feels like it's part of, a, part of a set. It's good. I like it. Uh, like Craig said, I always like a big open, you know, splash page with just a, you know, character just looking right into the reader's face. Yeah. It's good. It's good. She's got her uh, wedding band on. Yeah, man. Love it. Everything represented. <laughs> and then, what do you uh, got, so what do you apparently think? reality TV shows are still really lucrative. <laughs> what is yeah. this, 2008? No, man. Million dollars. I'd pay to see the world's greatest superhero's home life. Isn't it like, I mean, keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, so isn't that still like one of the biggest shows on TV? It is. I have no sadly. idea. Yeah, the, the hip. <laughs> My, my, my patience with reality TV stopped about the first year they became popular. You were done. You were like Survivor. This is bullshit. I'm out. First season of Survivor <laughs> was my limit. I've hit my limit. No, I gotta. I gotta say, uh, a million dollars also de- seems really low. It does seem low, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it just seems like a lot to Maxine. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking because like, aren't reality TV shows like? Aren't those guys, like, super rich? Like, the stars of those shows, like, super paid? I don't actually know. They just always seem rich, you know? Well, like, usually Kirk... usually you get the rich person that people want to look at, and then you mm-hmm. kind of pay. Either they're paying for the show because they want to get their notoriety up, or mm-hmm. they're, like, a producer on the show, or I guess, I kind of, I guess I never really thought about if they get paid at all. Can I just say, I think no. it is fucking hilarious that the assumption here is that Maxine is the reason why the comic's been so dirty lately. Both the comic in the book and the comic, like, she says that she's been telling them uh, oh, all, yeah. of Mal- <laughs> all of Malcolm's dirty details, and it's gushalicious. Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious, The dude. Eric Larson of the Savage Dragon universe has got a lot of work to do. <laughs> listening to this girl about once a month on the phone talk about her sex life in detail how do you guys feel about the whole like referencing like 
the Savage Dragon issues. And I love it. Of, it's amazing. Yeah. I wish it had been doing this all... Every time, every time it talks really? about... I love it every time they talk about the Savage Dragon comic book. It's amazing. I, I do like to be reminded... Is he trolling me? No, I, I like, trolling me. <laughs> do you not remember Purcell, the whole... are you trolling me? <laughs> I love that sort of crap. Mar- the Mar- uh, it's always been implied the Marvel Universe does the same thing. They've all got comic books of themselves. Get and, out. And one month they did a fifth... That's we- true. They did a fifth week event where those comics were printed in real life. And the, and like, the mutant books were all like treated like... Like villains, because in the Marvel Universe, oh. everyone hates mutants. What? They're hated. I'm woke now. I just got. I, I I had no idea. Well, though, although Craig, I mean, there's a, like a no high idea. profile one. Did you not know that like Green Lantern was like uh, a comic the book star? Artist. Yeah, a comic book artist. Ky- Kyle, Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Kyle Rayner drew his own comic in the DCU. Was it a Green Lantern comic? It was a Green Lantern comic. Nice. I think. Now I know why I don't read Green Lantern comics. <laughs> Don't don't you like that though? It's 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 so is it's he the meta. second Green Lantern? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's the second one. No, he's fourth. Well, he's the one after Hal. Well, no, it goes Hal because Hal Guy was Gardner, a, uh, um, John 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 Stewart, then Kyle. This is what I know about the Green Lanterns. Hal is the airplane pilot. Yep. Uh, John Stewart is the African American. Green yes. Lantern that everyone gets confused when he's in the, you know, either people are confused why he's not black when he's in the movies or why he's not white when he's in the comic in the cartoon. Uh-huh. Yeah, sadly, I know uh, Guy Gardner is like the asshole Green Lantern. Yes, mm-hmm. and I know Kyle Radner is the one that wears the '90s mask. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's all I know. His hip '90s styles, crab mask. That's all I know, basically. Well, now you also know Kyle was the artist of his own book. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Guy in chat just reminded me. Captain America drew his own Captain America comics. Get out. Point. He did not. Uh, he I'll, did. I believe it. That's what issue? You're going to have to do your own research, Craig. I just recall it. I recall it, too. It's accurate. The thing is, is this has been a thing in American comics for a long it's time. It's self-referential. It's, like, built in. You, yeah, you it's, always it's, you always I, see the Marvel offices because everyone lives in New York. Oh yeah, and don't even get started. Google if Craig, if you want your fucking head to explode, Google Superboy. Oh that right, is, that is the most the, the, self- the Earth Prime Superboy who lived on Earth Prime, where he was the only superhero in that universe. There are comic books of all the DC Universe heroes just laying around because in that yep. universe, because the the the. the the Prime Earth is our Earth, except there's also Superboy. Yeah, just that one guy. Just the one guy. But, bas- but basically, without getting off too much of a jag, it is actually an American comics tradition to have comics of your comic in the comic. Yeah, it's as not, crazy as that fucking It's not sounds. like zombie movies where zombie movies don't exist. Yeah, they make sure never to use the word zombie because no one would know to the use walkers. it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the goopers. The goopers? <laughs> All they do is dribble. Have you read Walking Dead? Like, enough, they everybody they meet has a, has a different, different name. name. And it's like, they're always kind of like, oh, here come the stinkers. And I'm like, nobody would call the zombie stinkers. You'd call them a fucking monster before you'd call them a stinker. Stinker, St- yeah. The stinker's a cute little nickname. Like, oh, you little stinker. That's what you oh, call you a little baby. stinker. <laughs> <laughs> That was well played. 
it was yeah. Will. I don't know what I would call him. It would be fucking. It wouldn't be poopy pants shufflers. Thrillers. <laughs> Thrillers. Oh lord, I'm okay. Basically, to dr- to drag it back to dragon. Look, it's the brain chewers. The, the important thing is though that the comic, the Savage Dragon comic book that's in Savage Dragon has been around for. I can't even remember its first appearance. A long, long time. But dude. it is not a new yeah. occurrence, and the fact that no. Eric is using it is makes me very excited. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. I like it. And when it's used for comedy like this, oh, like yeah. again, like Jim said, the idea of Maxine calling up the comic artist and being like, hey, you know, we did this, and then I shot across the room and... <laughs> Landed like, upside down. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. So... I don't know, Craig. Let's hear the dev- let's hear the other side of the coin, man. What do you not like what, about? What it? don't you like about it, Craig? What 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 problem do you? Yeah, why why are I you don't... wrong, Craig? Tell us. You guys are coming at me like a bunch of fucking <laughs> maniacs. It's just too meta for you. Maybe. I I just uh, it throws me out. Throws it takes out you of out game. of it. it. Takes me right out. Interesting. Really? Yeah. What about, yeah. like, um, do you remember a long time ago, a couple of years ago, when there was just this random page of Lex Luthor and uh, Harry Osborn yeah. just having a chit-chat? Yeah. Did that take you out of it? No. So you didn't have a Because it could be that. anybody. It, if you didn't know who they were, who cares? I see. I will say it's kind of like Sterling Mason last issue. It like wasn't... We, it, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying we just blissfully had no idea who the fuck it was. And it turns out <laughs> it was a Shazam reference, so... Ah, uh, yes. I think, I think the la- like, this issue wasn't as bad because they actually talk about the comic book, but was it last issue or two issues ago when they're like, oh, yeah, w- the Seeker was in issue whatever, and <laughs> it was just like, what? Malcolm turns the camera and he's like, we haven't seen him since yeah, and I was 198. Just like, Let me say this. I prefer it to editor boxes at this point. I do. Yep. Because yeah, Malcolm I, is the guy who would know all the issue numbers. Because he's such a nerd. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, it's all funny. Right. Okay, think... we're on page two. It's page two, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's good. I like the reality TV show, Ben. I think it's hilarious. I think the comic bit is good. I'm going to be honest. For me, it's the reality TV show angle that takes me out because it feels a bit dated. But that's that's me. We just got done talking about how it's still happening. Oh, the I'm sure it's still on TV, but it's not like it's... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a million dollar idea in 2018. Well, maybe that's why it's only a million dollars. Remember, that's not that much. And we are talking about the world's greatest superhero here, so... Well, that's what the that's what the front of his comic says, anyway. Exiled from America, you know, Walden Wang sells it himself. I think it makes sense. I All think right. it makes a lot of sense. We, I think we gotta move on to page three. Yeah, we... <laughs> Catching up with old Thunderhead and his new squeeze. Yeah, man, and hey, he's looking like a million bucks. She don't want him dressing like no thug. Yeah, you gotta church it up. Thunder well, to be Ray. fair, he was dressing well when he was had that notary job. Yep, notary public thunderhead. <laughs> notary <laughs> trying to get a little uh, PDA going on. She ain't having none. Man, of that. she shut him down. Well, you know, hey, she's a classy lady, not like her trashy daughter. Old fashioned. Mm-hmm. She's she's uh, saying, hey, listen, we're not gonna PDA, okay? I, I like how. Um... <laughs> When uh, 
Malcolm and Malcolm Dragon tries to immerse himself in Canada. They just go all in. He just now he's buying Rush T-shirts. Yeah, well, <laughs> I knew you'd have something to say about that. <laughs> doesn't he's just every, going doesn't, all doesn't in. Doesn't everybody buy Rush shirts? Doesn't matter. I where assume. It's from. It's, I assume that was the, can, the Canadian uniform. <laughs> what? Rush. Yeah. You tell, like me, you tell me you don't like Rush, Craig? I love Rush. Well, no, I don't love Rush. I like Rush. Well, maybe you can answer <laughs> something for me. Is Rush heavy metal? Prog metal. Well, prog rock, not heavy, not heavy metal. I've got to be honest. Uh, I know the name Rush. It's not heavy metal. It's prog rock. Progressive. When I saw that, it didn't ring a bell. So why don't you just, what's the greatest hit? So I know who I'm well, okay. talking about. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know who Rush is? I mean, I know the name. It's kind of like you, you can't not you know can't the think, name. You can't think of her. Okay. All right. On you... an average day, I would say that I do not seek out Rush. So, you gotta you gotta walk me there. I'm sure but I, I know don't their greatest out Rush, hit. And I know, I, when I hear Rush, I hear, um... No, shit, it's been a while. Um... <laughs> no, I... Tom Sawyer. Uh, Tom Sawyer... Well, Tom Sawyer is working definitely man. one. They call me the working man. No, not that one. Surrender. Surrender is the one I know. That one got tons of play. Okay. On um on classic rock radio when I was a kid. Alright. I just I just said what's their number one thing and I just take me there. You're gonna get his copyrighted strike, dude. <laughs> got it. Alright, cut it. Got cut, it. cut it. We're gonna get arrested. I don't wanna go to jail. I can't go back. Got, got it. I got wow, it. Wow, Jim got a little nervous about that. <laughs> What's funny is the YouTube robots will like totally like shut your shit down. They so, will really? cornhole us yeah. in the pen. They'll they'll hear that fifteen second snip God, and be I'm like, such an idiot. beep boop beep. <laughs> no, what's funny is that's perfect. Like that's all I had to know. It's, I instantly know exactly what you're talking about. I did buy and listen to their uh, Clockwork Angel album. I liked it. This elevator gag is good, guys. Yeah, it is good. It's classic Larson. It's funny. It's funny. For Slip. one, it's funny that Maxine was just naked under the jacket, but it's even funnier than just the dude. <laughs> what the hell? Some spunk flying up in the air. <laughs> yeah, slip. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, gotta, I gotta laugh about the next scene. I like how, like, you know, three naked ladies and, you know, on Glum's world and... Mm-hmm. Out in the water. Oh, there's nothing that could be swimming in that water, right? This reminds me of that time Dragon took a swim in, early on in the Savage World. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. monster came out of the water. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that was drawn like European style, kind of? Yeah. The Beast from Below. The Beast from Below. That was a cover issue, even. A cover creature. But I'm, I, I'm actually thinking of just yeah, like, it was. I'm thinking of a different situation. Just before then, we, he went to Godtown. He was hanging out with all these girls, mm-hmm. and like a big monster came out of the water and like. Yeah, he was no, he was hanging with Anne, the little orphan Annie, to, in the yeah, in the she, right. brothers. yeah, she okay. was one of them. No, I'm thinking the, the one. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the women he rescued from the baby, the mind controlling baby. Oh, that was earlier right. than that. Because it was the other one where he, that the like water creatures attacked him. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, Tons I do. Boobs. It is funny. I just like the idea bikini of them just piling around. Sans bikini. 
just having a blast. They've had a hard time. <laughs> it's funny how chicks can just hang out like that. If I was with you two guys and we're a strand dimension X, I'm not walking around with a dong out. Like I'm fuck like, no, bro. I'm like, you know, chopping up some alien and making some kind of like alien pants. I'm right. glad you said it. I would totally like decapitate something to have a cod piece. <laughs> and be like, no way, bro. Just have a little glum skull over my junk. <laughs> anything, I'm not swinging really. dong. Just yeah, anything to I'm stop not, the embarrassment. Yeah, I'm not walking around just balls out. Nope. It, it it just seems kind of being exposed to the elements like that, being naked, well, just seems kind yeah. of like not a good idea in general. Yeah. Well, two of them are super powered, but again, for Alex, yeah, kind of a... But I guess you get the idea that they were getting the shit kicked out of them enough that their garments were just fucking worthless anyway, so... You know, it's, it's this has sort of, like, changed my, like... When I think of Dimension X, I think of, like, cold void, but I guess maybe it's just kind of warm. It's tropical, To nice. be running around naked all the time. Probably depends on where you are, to be honest. Cold Void makes sense for space, but then Dimension X always had the... They could always breathe. Right, it's atmosphere everywhere. So it's just like atmosphere. It's not like outer space. It's only an appearance outer space. It's yep. like atmosphere everywhere, so... It makes sense that it wouldn't be too, like, freezy. <laughs> if you say so. To me, to me. It makes a sort of sense, you know? All I know is I don't even like really swimming in the ocean. I'm not going to swim in some stagnant Dimension X pond with a bunch of giant leeches. Red water. No. Dude, yeah, I, it was so funny because I was listening to another podcast and somebody was talking about their greatest fear was dark water. And I was like, yup. Just to not be able to see below. Ah, uh, it's garbage. It sucks. Terrifying. We <laughs> used to, uh, I used to live near a pond and we used to like, there used to be a raft that was out kind of towards the middle of the pond. Mm-hmm. And we used to swim out to it and just like chill on it. And we used to go out at night and it was like the worst feeling, like swimming and like, night like pond water it's like what yeah. the fuck is gonna like swim and touch me yeah under under toads <laughs> is that their name Ugh. the undertoad's gonna get you the hell is that the undertoad it's kids mispronouncing undertow oh okay <laughs> and turning it into a monster I thought these snake monsters were called the undertoads and I was like <laughs> what I thought it was a movie reference I wasn't getting <laughs> No, I do like the action, though. Like, uh, just the nudie action is good. But on top of that, I mean, just, like, panel composition. Like, that giant fucking monster just coming out, and they're all just flying everywhere. It's just good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Yep. Walden Wang. Now, as far as Who is this anime character? Look at his green hair. That's what's so great. His little bow tie. And his <laughs> Spock ears. Green up, pants? The, that's the weirdest part. Because they are consistent. Oh, he's got, yeah. He's got, like, pointy ears and every... Yeah, even the... Look at the micro, like, next to the lamp. Go off of the lamp where the three kids are and yep. look at his little ears. He is an elf straight from the North Pole. <laughs> Malcolm looks like Super Dad in that fucking little scribbly panel. <laughs> he's towering <laughs> over everybody. Just little, just little folks all around him. Little Walden. I do enjoy the kids always getting into trouble. It's pretty funny. Yeah, man. Guy well, and Duder, too. They basically, like, break the dude's legs, throw each other through walls. Here you go, though. There's Guy and Duder and then Carl Cosmic. Where? Developments. Wait, where? 
the kids are fighting over which TV oh, show no, they want to watch. Cos- gotcha. Carl Cosmic's yeah, they- a TV show. Carl Cosmic's a TV show. So wait, where are you? See- oh, oh, oh. They're talking oh. about. It. So it's yep. all about. It's about Carl Cosmic always being lost, or flying yeah. flying real slow. <laughs> they got Rubik's cubes on the ground. I'm sure it's an engaging children's show. You know. You know, Jack and Tyrone fighting over the remote. Yeah, you think Amy, again, you know, uh, Zach, shout-outs to Zach, who gets to keep his evil Amy theory alive. You <laughs> notice Amy goes right for the injury. Yep. <laughs> hope he didn't need those knees. <laughs> so what's up with these, like, uh, Tuscan Raider guys with their just balls hanging out? Yeah, dude. They got the brand, they got the smarts to wrap up their ugly mugs, but they got their dinglings hanging out. He's well, here's the here's here's what this all reminds me of. Do you know those? Um, um, what am I trying to say? Those stories you read in magazines about going for nude swims <laughs> and people stealing all your clothes. Okay, that's what this what magazines. Me of. The magazines. <laughs> the magazine. Can you say it in your uh, McFarland voice? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't have that power, but Raven does. I would like to. I would like to hear Todd penthouse McFarlane. penthouse letters. I would like to hear Todd McFarlane describe the magazine. <laughs> really? He's not gonna. He's not gonna <laughs> no do it. He's like, <laughs> like, really? Do I have to? No, you're fine. How about nope. this friggin' splash page with yeah. uh Yeah, dude. Nazis busting through the wall. The, the, I want to know how the, they busted through the wall. Or is they getting punched through a wall? They're getting punched through it, dude. Is that what happened? Uh, what, what are they just... So what's going on? I don't get, like, that splash page. Because there's, like, a million people in the background. Are they not? They're in, in the mall, dude. They oh, were at a meet and greet. He says, like, you gotta come down for the book oh signing. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, he's like, you're I thought upcoming. they were in his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think on first reading, I thought so, too. Because the cover threw me off. No, bros, he even says it. Like the giant thing of Walden, he's like, oh, you know, the book signing. And even foreshadows, he says, tourists are flocking to for, uh, Toronto from as far away as Virginia. But you so- can understand, there's a Christmas tree, and the cover <laughs> shows him in his house yep. with a Christmas tree there. I just assumed he was in his house. I can't I'm understand. an idiot. I'm going to but- say a lack, a lack of background probably compounded that confusion. Jim, no. You, what? No, don't don't help. Do you know what just happened? What? We just had a beautiful moment. Shut up. A movement? <laughs> no, we just had a beautiful moment. Craig fucked I up. I didn't get water shooting out of their eyes to be like... <laughs> yes, you did, dude. Lasers or whatever. You... Yes, you did. He just had... Come on. His fountainhead moment. <laughs> Mall. Dude, what are all look these at the cover. They're inside house. their house. They're inside their house on the cover. So misleading. It's not okay. even that. It's they were inside their house the last time we saw them. Yeah. Although Jim knows what I'm saying. Get out of here, Raven. Get out of here, Raven. The kids are all bundled up in jackets. Get but yet, but I want to say it, it's it's two pages before there is a you know background to suggest that they're at a different location. I yeah, get it now. Yeah, I, I'll sure, take my sure. lumps. I'll take sure, my lumps. Sure, sure. I do. Uh, I do find it amusing that they make uh, Nazi footwear. Yes. Oh, they do, don't Nazi they? Nazi brand <laughs> footwear. <laughs> yeah, they're called Swats the uh, Kickers. I actually like it so much better now that I know it's not in their house because I was like, what the? 
Yeah, dude, they're they're at the mall for the a, a public uh, and if it's a, actually a publicity event. The sub, the like subplot was that you know Walden Wang organized the event so that these guys would come there and get filmed doing. God. I really like Malcolm's right leg, and its position. It's a lot Kinky. of ener- energy behind it. In the splash page, or yeah, yes, yeah, dude, this that splash page is money, Sonny. It's fucking good. With all the, like, tree... Like, the beads flying off the tree and shit. Oh, it's good, dude. It's good. Bunch of Nazis getting smashed. <laughs> dude, I just love... Can I just say... Even the, the way the chain is flowing on the next page... Like, the, it's just flying around and, like, Malcolm's saying... Like, if there's a choice to punch a Nazi or not punch a Nazi, always punch a Nazi. It's just like an I awesome... love the inks on them. I love when Eric does, like, the super chunky outline. Yeah. Like, the thick lines on the out, on the outline of characters. That just looks just great. And the dude's missing his front teeth. Nice. Look at those thick inks on those fingers. Yeah. Give me some of those thick inks. <laughs> you got the thickness sickness. Barappa Lorch. <laughs> good dude it's good that whole like it's it's funny if you think about it double page spread and then a single page that's the only action to this sequence and yet it's just some kick-ass savage dragon action dude it's good it's good it's funny how like rednecks always have that like gap in their front teeth kind of thing well that got punched out because if you look in the first panel of the page he has all his teeth oh continuity nice pickup jim Nice pickup. Wow. I'm just going to stop talking now for a little bit. <laughs> no, it's quite all right. It's completely no, understandable. No, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Guys, carry on. Simon, our friend Simon is in the in the live chat. He's saying that it's like you guys are new to misleading covers. Where were you for? Oh, now sorry. Thanks, Simon. Paul, all right, everybody. <laughs> but to be fair, everyone just tell me how shitty and stupid I am. I, <laughs> I knew what 103's cover meant when I first saw it before I read the issue, because I'm smart like that. Uh-huh. I, you know, I think Jim. I think you were in the same boat as me, and you. Just yeah, didn't get I said that. I think I you thought it. it was in the house too, right? He did. He, he totally. Yeah, he it. did. I was it's the smart you, one this time. Screw you, Simon. Because I, 103's <laughs> cover told you it was the most misleading cover of all time. Oh, it's God right on the cover. It. I was the smart one this time. Me, I did it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. I, I think it's great. I think it's like... Um, and the fact that Walden says that's a meme that's trending, you're blowing up. Fantastic. Now that I can understand coming from 2017. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm telling you, is that going to make sense later? That's the perfect thing to drop right now in this time. Like, you talk about things that date the book, but in a good way. Yeah. Memes, baby! They're bigger. It's better to have a meme than it is to have, like, a headline in a newspaper. I saw a nice Brunello Cusinelli cashmere blend cardigan over at Harry Rosen. Yeah, May's kind of like some it's like, top... shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that kind of like I didn't even know what word what she was she doing using? to my boy Thunderhead? She's dressing him like my grandpa, dude. He is. At first, I liked the business suit because he kind of looked like a badass, but dude, he looks like some kind of librarian from hell. You guys don't appreciate the sweater vest. You guys got absolutely no culture. I don't. He looks like Professor Cruel. 
I wouldn't tell you that Simon just called you out for not remembering who Sam Keith was. I Jim. don't recall any such event ever occurring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and just for the guys listening to, the, I guess, you know, I should probably mention if you're listening to this podcast, we're recording this live, so we have some people on our live chat, and so yeah, whenever no, uh, they, someone they finally up, gotten active, <laughs> riled so, up, uh, it's good, no, we like it, those little, like, little thorny, wispy things these uh, guys are throwing at the, the oh, women. we're going that far, yeah. We're getting into it now. Yeah, I like this. Uh, the, for one, those dudes have a cool look, even though really it's basically just mummy head with little eyes. And but like the throwing, like the little like thorny like shit that they're throwing, that's cool, man. It's a cool kind of a thing. It's kind of cool. It, it must have some kind of like venom in it or something. I think it just hurts a fucking lot. I think it no, knocks because, them out, dude. Yeah, she like. Oh yeah, she does seem like she pass. She's passing out. Yeah, she falls asleep like mid sentence, and it kind of like constricts like around her legs and stuff. It's almost like a a bolo, you know, yep. like people you throw bolos, and then you see Alex strung up in the background. Yep, getting carried off. This, I'm just saying, we're like gonna like gush a little here, just like the action and like the art. You're talking about like just the shit was on in this like sequence. It's good stuff, dude. Yeah. Just lots of energy and like motion. Like look at the way that dude's throwing that. Like like he's leaned in with like the one foot and his hands like fucking going forward. Yeah. It's just cool. good stuff, dude. And I thought that was like a little leg foreshortening, but it was just a little <laughs> leg. A third leg. Yes. A third leg. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's that guy got coming out of his... Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I think this is the first time I saw the sound effect wit. W-H-I-I-I-T-T. Yeah. Is that what it was? I think it's like... Wit. 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 It's good. Wit. Yeah, I'm with it. Wit. All right. All wit. Right. All right. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> No, no, it's good. And then, uh, you know what? I think it's funny. I think it's good. I think it's like, oh, we're talking about like May being like, uh, you know, Cardigan from Harry Rosen, Bruno <laughs> Cuccinelli. And like, it's kind of good because there's like a very distinct line in their characters. And it, it, you get it no better than here at the Christmas party where like, you know, May doesn't want like to have a PDA, but like fucking Maxine's like squitting right in Malcolm's face. That's good. I love those sound effects. Like the one panel, so Maxine gets up, she just steps on Malcolm's balls, crush, <laughs> and then she just like puts the sideways monkey mouth right in the face, gives him the hickey, <laughs> gives the, the squint. And to be honest, the whole game I put together was because those two panels of the sound effects. I'm like, you know, Savage Dragon has <laughs> had a lot of great sound effects that when you hear them you know what the scene is in a way, you know? So yeah. we had that game. I mean, you guys, even the ones you got wrong in the game, you weren't off by much. Dude, I'm telling you, Runch, I instantly knew. Brain eating. Runch, yep. Path exploding, although you didn't know that. So shame I'm a on dumb you. shit, I know. Hrunk. Brapalorch, everyone knows. 
Oh, look at little Amy's face when you're holding her doll. Oh, that's cute. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't notice that until just now. She's so happy. She's so happy. Look at the happiness on her little face. What do you guys think about, uh, I know we talked a little bit about this last episode, but what do you guys think about the pregnancies? Oof. Um, Certainly makes it more interesting where before we said, hmm, it's not as not as interesting having Maxine pregnant again, but now it's more interesting because they're both pregnant. Yes, and it's interesting reading. Shoutouts to our boy, Russ Burlingame, comicbook.com. Always brings the good Eric interviews, which I consider essential reading. Definitely. And he talked about a couple things. Uh, basic... I actually missed it, so you'll be teaching me something new. I usually catch him. For some reason, I missed this, uh, this Well, here's what it's, it's, it's an interview. interesting one uh, because it just brings up something that was so no-duh when he says it. I was like, well, no fucking duh. We were like, oh no, Maxine, what's going to happen? And of course he brought up the yeah, yeah, Laurel is not that far away or hard to get a hold of. But something he brought up that I didn't even think of was he said it's not like they couldn't just take the baby out early and let it just grow fine anyway. Well, that's oh, true. because it's the Because it's a chosen one, one baby. That's true. You probably take it out now and it'd be okay. Yeah, remember, fucking Jack was aborted, and look, he's fine. He went through an incinerator. He's just fine. <laughs> yeah, so they could actually, like, cut the baby out at almost any Ugh. months and just let it grow in a fucking dish, and it'd be fine. Although I'm sure doctors would be concerned about doing that. Just gotta get those crooked superhero doctors. No, I'm <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. It's funny that Eric brought that up, and I was like, no shit, they could just cut the baby out, of course. Now I gotta wonder how dangerous Thunderhead's kid might be, though. Although... Yeah, you gotta... You, we, we really don't know. Is May in any danger? We have no Cause clue. Because his mother was rapture. She had electric powers already, so maybe she could handle anything that he might have had at, at birth. Uh-huh. Some gross skull baby comes out of her. <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, superpower, their strength and electricity to contend with there. So, in a lot of ways, not only is May old, which there's all kinds of potential complications there, but you don't know if, like, Thunderhead's baby's gonna be all electricity, like, you know, gut-bursty, like, who knows? So, Ugh. yeah, man gut-bursting skull creature. <laughs> I personally am more, like, interested... I'm still more interested in May's baby than Maxine's. Like, right. a fourth kid? I just don't give a shit about it. And Malcolm said... Or not Malcolm, but fucking Eric. Eric said uh, in the interview that it just suddenly... It was unplanned. Literally an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. He said he got to thinking and he just decided a younger sibling might be interesting. Right. It's weird. I mean, uh, it's so, like, out of left field. Like, I just did not expect it. It's like, I don't, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's crazy. It is, yeah. Throws it's... all my theories out of whack. What were your theories? That Amy's going to be the, the title character someday. Oh, yeah, I was th- I was banking on Amy, too. Now I, I think, think all three of these kids are expendable. Yeah, with the younger one on the way, technically they could all eat a bullet. I don't know, dude. It's it's fucking weird. It's I'll tell you what it is. It's interesting at the very least. 
And fuck if you remember, I was like rooting for Team uh, May and Thunderhead because you remember in the restaurant they were kind of like she was on the fence because she was like, oh, you know, I'm old, and he was like, no, no, we'd make it work. Well, fuck, you know, they're gonna try and make it work now. Right. So, it's interesting. Yeah. So as we get to close to of this uh, story, it gets really interesting. Did you when you saw that sound effect? Did you know right off the bat who it was? I, I the, didn't. The, the Frackazak. I know. I, I knew. Yes. He's used that before for her powers. That sound. Pretty much always. Yeah. And so Thunderhead right uses bat. it. Thunderhead uses it too. Does he? That's Actually, Malcolm uses it too when he does his lightning punch. I feel like it's the same one. I felt like I knew. I don't recall now, but I'm pretty sure I knew right off the bat when I heard. When it's I a read that very interesting development to have a rapture back in the book. And this is what's interesting. Even further in the interview, he confirms it. He's like, "Yeah, Rapture would still have all of the other Rapture's memories." Oh, from the merged Earths. Yes. So, so I guess effectively that means she is. The real rapture, quote unquote. Well, I mean, might will as be, well be. Well, that means she also has all the crazy memories. Yeah. She. <laughs> yeah. She, so she's been killed by Dark Lord and by Solar Man. She's had a rough, of bad luck. Well, on top of that, just because you got everybody's others else's memories doesn't mean you changed who you are at your core. If you remember, Thunderhead was evil in a number of dimensions. But when all the realities merged, it wasn't like he became evil. He just had just memories, had memories. Right. of doing bad things. So this character, this Rapture, she's still very much her own whoever she's going to end up being. Presumably she's escaped from Dark uh, Dark Lord's tubes. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe not one of the ones that Glum got out because it looks like she's been here a while. Yep. I think she's got a kick-ass look. I think that's, a, like, a really cool, like, just the torn, like, cloak with the, like, leggings and shit. Also having trouble finding pants. <laughs> I gotta tell you that, uh, Raven, you mentioned this last episode, but Alex is looking a little bit more hot with uh, the longer hair. That that second to last page. Dude, I'm telling you. Three t- panels down. I'm or four you. panels down. She looks a lot younger and better. So it's good. I want to talk about this B-plot real quick. Uh-huh. Break it down, get real. Uh-oh. I'm a little oh, worried about it. I'm a little worried about it. Understandably so. This because, is a bad situation. It, it, because it's a bad situation, and I recall, I think the solicitation calls it Sex Slaves of Dimension X. No, or that was our joke. Was it? Yes, I said the name of the next ish podcast should be Sex Slaves of Dimension X. Oh, I thought that was like an official thing. Cause it's... No, 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 that was our joke. Yeah, so don't worry. That Although just... this rapture very clearly states that you have to satisfy the desires to live. Yeah, dude. Which is <laughs> kind of worrisome. This is a very heavy metal sort of story. Like, mm-hmm. 80s heavy metal. <laughs> like, the movie heavy metal. Right. Um, I just just saying... I don't predict it's going to go that way. I hate to say, but I don't see the book going with the girls ending up as sex slaves. I just don't see it. Yeah. Something's going to happen. I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to, I mean, I'd fucking, I guess I'll be wrong maybe. Who knows? But I'm just saying, does that seem a bridge too far? Probably. Kind of does. (laughs) 
a lot Although, of detail I mean, on Rapture's vagina there. Yeah, it's got the little. I got it. Can I just say? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to be so like crass, but I like the attention to detail that it's. You know, every every girl's got their own different little representation. I'm just saying. If if you looked at like you just said, like uh, you know, Alex has got her little bush, and <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, Rapture's got the nap, and it's good. God, Raven, you're such a perv. I am. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> State in the obvious. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> no, it is heavy metal, and uh, we'll see what the hell happens. I mean, obviously, the thing is, this is the only thing that I say is obviously it's a you know it's meant to be an upsetting situation. Like this yes. is not a fucking good situation to be in. So, and I don't think anybody wants. It's kind of like. I remember when people were fucking super pissed about, like, Michonne and the governor. And I was like, yeah, but, like, fucking, it's meant to be upsetting. Like, it's a horrible thing. And so it's not like when authors go to horrible places, it's not like they're like, hey, look at this awesome thing. It's like, no, it's a bad situation. So, yeah, you're right to be disgusted and worried because this is a pretty fucking bad spot they're in. So, right. I don't know, dude. Uh, we'll see how the fuck it plays out. <laughs> Maybe they can, you know, be like, hey, Rapture, use your fucking new memories and remember that you're not a fucking crazy bitch. The only thing I can think of is that Rapture is, like, asserted herself as leader somehow. I think she's in charge. I mean, shit. They're, they don't look like they're bothering her. Yeah. That's the way it comes off anyway. Maybe she's looking for a way to escape, and it's an interesting. We'll find out. I guess. Well, Eric, Eric, we all know it's hard to predict what Eric's going to do. It's interesting wrinkle too to add that you know Rapture was a prostitute in a lot of true in a lot of dimensions. So this isn't the craziest stretch. Like in this way, she's to be manipulating. Yeah, using sex. Like, she's kind of, like, maybe, like, the pimp in this situation. I know this sounds, like, horrible to say, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not actually crazily out of character, so... It's not like this is fucking Ann Stevens standing there. I mean, it's Rapture, you know what I mean? Fair enough. So, good issue, dude. I mean, strong as hell. Yeah. It'll be real interesting to see where this... I'm just... Good good, uh, cliffhanger. Did you guys um, read any of the letters pages? No. I cheated. I Get cheated, and I read Eric's replies. I haven't really read the letters yet. So you didn't read the one where the guy was asking if they would see uh, Savage Dong yet? <gasps> Dude! I'm so glad you brought that up. I did read that one. Because <laughs> you know I said that's the final frontier. Yeah. And... uh Man, I gotta say, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm disappointed. Why? What was the answer? Well, so this is the thing. I don't get what this means. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but the guy, one of his lines says, Your work has a male gaze. You had a pantsless alien invasion, and their penises are just waving in the wind. What does that mean? Uh, I gotta say, that's a little not quite accurate. Male gaze is like... uh, When When a man looks at a woman... We he stares at them the way a heterosexual man looks right. at a woman and like sexualizes her with right. his 
So when an artist, to put it in an artist context, like you could totally accurately accuse me of it. Like, you know, I draw sexy ladies. I don't really draw a lot of dudes. Right. And so this, that is kind of a wrong use of it because... Or at least humanoid male dudes. Yeah, pantsless alien invasion, penises waving in the wind isn't quite male gaze. That that seems like he's confusing, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Yowie. <laughs> Which would just be male gaze, G-A-Y-S, not G-A-Z-E. No. Something, something, male glaze. Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, so his question was, are we going to, are we going to, I think he wrote it wrong. It says, are we going to equal opportunity nudity and see Malcolm Dragon's penis? So Eric's answer was, as far as seeing Malcolm's manhood goes, I'm not inclined to go there. It's a bit like seeing Dr. Doom's face unmasked. Weird. It takes away all of the mystery. There have been plenty of other dongs to ogle, but I'm not inclined to go that route with Malcolm at this point. Uh, I don't agree with that. It I, seems weird to me, though. Like it, it, it smacks a double standard to me, is all. It's a bit like seeing Dr. Doom's face. Really? I don't know. I didn't think it was a mystery. I thought he just has a green wiener. Yeah. Yeah, I th- assumed it was a big green winger, in fact. you know, And we've seen plenty of big wieners in the book, so... I don't know. I don't think it would demystify anything at all. I think it's just like put that dong in the book and get it out of the way. What dude. if it has a Doctor Doom mask on it? <laughs> Curse you, Richards! <laughs> uh, that would be the uh, only twist I will accept now. Uh, that is head cannon. Malcolm's State Fair zucchini has a Doctor Doom mask on it. <laughs> Doctor Doom brand condoms. What was that, Jim? Doctor Doom brand condoms. <laughs> I I have to say, uh, I for one am pro team. Whip it out, Malcolm. Like yeah. we've seen, we've seen everyone else, and honestly. Um, you talk about the whole reason that we went to uncensored ship land in the first place was that censorship at this point felt useless. Right. And so I say, um, reveal, you know, get rid of that last taboo just so that there's, it's not on a pedestal, you know, just get it out of there, make it not special. Or Mm -hmm. maybe he's building up to a moment and he didn't want to, in a letters column say, "Ah, I'm building to a moment. You'll see it at a good, funny reveal or because, you know, he's lied before in interviews. Like, Well, he, he was, said he's not inclined to go that route with Malcolm at this point. Yeah. So I think we'll see it. I'm still banking on the State Fair Zucchini making its debut. It's the last frontier, and it's kind of an, an unnecessary frontier. So just bust it out, dude. Variant cover. 3D issue. <laughs> 3D issue. Double page splash. Not even a variant cover. Regular cover. Oh, dude, you know what there's never been in Savage Dragon? Ever? Um. A gatefold. Oh, okay. So that's when you get to see Malcolm's dong, the first gatefold. You just, like, you're reading and you just unfold it and you're like, oh! 
<laughs> it just rolls out. Exactly. What's this? All the, you imagine all the comic shops like, what's this gatefold in the middle? Of, there's Savage Dragons never had a gatefold. Whoa, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's perfect, dude. <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. The, the other letters are good, though. I just say, if you haven't read the letters column... Like, uh, they mentioned the scary movie gif <laughs> of, you know, you remember scary movie, the like, you know, come shot where he like, I've pays... never seen that. So here's the thing. As soon as I read the Savage Dragon sex scene, I also instantly thought about the scary movie. The, the gag in scary movie is, is that the, they're making fun of the trope in Scream where Sydney doesn't have sex with the killer until the very end. And then she has sex with the killer, and because she's not a virgin, then she's suddenly not safe, and she can be murdered by horror movie logic, right? Well, in Scary Movie, uh, they do the exact same gag, except it's like the guy, when he has sex with her, he's like, oh, like super money shot, and like glues her to the ceiling, right? Right. And it's ridiculously over the top, and it's played for laughs. Well, like, it's just funny that, like, I thought of that, and, like, other readers thought of that. And he says, uh, it's funny because this reader mentioned something like, I want to get it a comic. Uh, it's Jay Wiki, actually, I think. And he says, uh, to a Frenchman who has grown up on fluid glacial, it's no big deal. And uh, Larson replies, uh, yeah, I Googled that. <laughs> and he says, things seem pretty tame. And then he goes huh. on to say that uh, if you uh, just do a Google search, you'll see way crazier stuff in comics and around the world and stuff like that. So it's cool. This is a really good letters column. Super duper. My Japanese dojins. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, we can't even. That's. It's a whole genre. Yeah. What is what it? Is Brandon... it? They're sex comics. Um, Fan made and, sex comics. And they're in Japan, a lot of them are used as gateways to get into the professional industry. You make your sex comic, you draw it real good, and you get a real job. Huh. In fact, oh, here's a really fun story. There's a series. Uh, which one is it? I can't remember the name. Okay, but there's a really um, popular. Um, they're called visual novels. They're video games or like story based. Uh, they're story based like adventure games, but they're all like story based. But point almost is, to choose your own adventure. Video yeah, game. kinda with like 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 sixty hours of, like story, but. The first one, the first couple, were like have have sex scenes and nudity and stuff like that. Then it got legitimized into a franchise with animes and mangas, and so they cleaned it up. <laughs> so like one of the like like this huge franchise started as a porn comic, basically, and now it's you know normalized. It, it's very, it's very strange. Same huh. thing happened with, uh, and we mentioned this before. Um the multiple warheads comic started as a sex comic and then it just became a comic so i mean it happens it's fine <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine it happens it's cool would you guys think of uh aquaria <laughs> <laughs> it continues to uh ride it that continues line. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that uh, it's funny because I do like the visuals in Aquaria, but um, this is still like sometimes the dialogue is it's clunky. Uh, 
still real awkward. I thought this one was good though. I thought yeah. there was a lot more good dialogue than bad. Like some of it's uh some of it's real good. It's not even fact. it's not even dialogue, although that's a little bit to it. It's like transitions from moment to moment can be a little weird. Well, like you know, gives again, it's like uh and neighborhood Greek neighborhood geek tank see stuff the center for the study of unusual phenomenon is the place to find them TM now I know she means trademark yes but it just reads weird as it all. does it just reads real awkward like it takes you just a second TM to make that connection yeah so it's just a little awkward well, she's like saying uh um see you or uh like the character in Savage Dragon um, the wizard character of uh, Fonty. Fonty. That's what I'm trying to say. God. Oh. <laughs> nah, it's just there's a little bit of still the the dialogue's just still a little strange. And I'll be real honest, I didn't quite follow what the hell the gimmick was. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. There's I this felt... mysterious woman who keeps jumping in the water, and they're trying mm-hmm. to find out who she is. What but she she's also a mermaid? Yes. She's also a mermaid. Okay. And she slaps her away, and then she goes to jump again, and she gets caught the last time? I'll be. I'll tell you, I will say this much. Um, that's an interesting-ass hook, that it's the same woman all the time, and I guess I am actually kind of interested in where it goes. Yeah. Like, as awkward as there can be sometimes... Like, I still think it is kind of an interesting idea they've set up here. Because I was like, I was like, okay, well, damn, that is a little bit weird and interesting. Like, I'm curious. Right. But then when she catches her, she's like, "Uh, uh, are you a mermaid? These may also be different women. Maybe. Uh, No, because that's a whole shtick. She's like, they're looking at the photos and they're like, they're all the same girl. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so they thought it was a ghost, but then, like... The dialogue she has at the end, though, it suggests that she can't remember these events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's all it is. It's like she can't remember swimming off and becoming a mermaid. Yeah. Like, every day she's trying to kill herself. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I like it. uh, I'm okay with it. I still think the dialogue's a little stiff, but... uh, it's not as bad as it uh, was the first time. I think this is kind of actually a somewhat interesting setup here. I don't know. Craig, you yeah. don't sound lit on fire about it. I think it was better than the first issue. I like I like the setting with the school. I think it would have been stronger if they would have started the story with like the school in the background. I think there's a lot of like like I think it would almost be like the the last story he did in Savage Dragon kind of mm-hmm. gave me some background, and I just forgot so much about it that when I started reading it again, it was like he almost needed some of that background yeah, to, to enjoy it to bring you in. So I mean, it's it's not my favorite thing, but I, you know I can appreciate it, and it's it's cool that you know it's a like a what six page five page story. Yeah, I like I'll take a backup like this over like uh, you know the jilted like one page gasoline alley like any day of the week yeah i am bummed it seems like this is the first issue in a while that hasn't had the strips i know no g-man i'm sad no No g-man for chrissy's last issue we'll see what happens with that but i I hope they come back use it yeah i like those 
Yeah, I they're like hit and miss, but you always get like three of them. So even if one's bad, two are good. And I usually think they're more hit than miss. Yeah, definitely. So overall, good issue. I think so too. I'm gonna say what I said before: strong finish. Strong finish for 2017. Yeah, yeah, super good. Oh man, you know what we don't have in the agenda? All oh, right, solicitation copy. <laughs> Hold on. I'll get it. <laughs> Two thirty-one. Here we go. You so you should have waited to use your powers on me now, and I, that made me read it. Oh damn it! I was gonna <laughs> ask you to. All right, I guess I'll do it. Savage Dragon 231. The Savage Sex Dolls. Made for love. Programmed to kill. Malcolm (laughs) Dragon faces the menace of the Savage Sex Dolls. And I, for one, hope they are called the Savage Sex Dolls in the book. (laughs) The Sinister Sex Dolls on the cover. Sinister. I think that's a typo. In the solicitation, I think they're supposed to be called the Sinister Sex Dolls. Because the cover has the Sinister Sex Dolls written. Oh, Savage Dragon 231 cover. Well, I don't think it's going to be too long of a wait. I feel like the next issue's out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. even next week. I love the lettering of the Sex Dolls. It's like that 60s. (laughs) Austin Groovy, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Austin Powers instantly takes you there. Yep. I'm excited for this one, dudes. Between Farron Delgado and, uh, like, just for one, it seems like just a fun, like, concept. Like, I just think, like, it's been the A plot, as you were, has been kind of, like, action light. Actually, this one doesn't say, this says it doesn't come out until February 21st. Damn. On Images thing, it says February On Images 7th. says February 7th. Oh, maybe it got bumped up. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, that's still a while away. It's still a month. A ge- We've been so spoiled, but... So spoiled. <laughs> so, so spoiled. You know something crazy is going to happen. Like, there's going to be, like, three issues in January. Or, Ju- yeah, like, July or something like that. You know, we never did in the news that Savage Dragon 232 solicitation was released. Oh, did we get that? Yeah, we did. That's the one with the hands busting through the wall. Oh, but I guess yeah. we can talk about it on the next podcast. No, it's never too late. Let's do it now. So, uh, news item. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, in other news, uh, we have uh, the solicitation for Savage Dragon 232, <laughs> Terror in Toronto. Enter the Wraith. He can walk through walls. Nothing can hold him. Nothing can stop him. And only one man dares try. Malcolm Dragon. So I like there you how go. He can walk through walls, but in the cover he's just like busting through the wall. No, he's not. <laughs> Malcolm's head is smashing into the wall. Oh, he's gripping Malcolm into the oh, wall. Curses foiled Plot again. Plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> Easy mistake. That makes sense, yep. I bet he's ripping his uh fucking beard off too (laughs) just like it comes off and it's just clean do we see beard hairs poking through the hand no i think i think we do don't we not one single hair are you sure you'd be able to to see his mustache like just above his index finger oh those are arm hairs okay i thought those were beard hairs like poking between the hands but that's arm hairs of wraith 
Mm. I'm very satisfied that there's like more villains popping up like crazy. Do you want to know what's funny? A funny thought I had. A sad revelation. I If we get too attached to somebody, it's going to be kind of funny for him to build a rogues gallery in Canada and then like go back to Chicago and like just leave them all behind. Ah, they'll follow. <laughs> yeah. Well, Malcolm doesn't have a rogues gallery. He doesn't? Not really. He's so. got two recurring villains. And he's got that one guy that's like... Torment and Dark. Torment. Oh, what about the baby thing? Oh, I guess. Tantrum. What baby? Tantrum? Oh, I thought Tantrum was Torment. So who's Torment? The guy with the, the slugs in his forehead that look like horns. Oh, I know who you guys forgot about. Who? A little character by the name of Fountainhead. <laughs> yeah, but he's more of a flunky. He's not really a rogue. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a flunky. Yeah, he doesn't count. I yeah, guess, yeah, I guess. Well, Roughneck's still kicking around, probably. Dart. Yeah, I suppose. I just at this point, I don't know. It's just whatever Eric's doing. It doesn't seem to involve building up large villain organizations anymore. Nah, dude. Unless. You know, like I said, you never know. I mean, he'll, you know how he thinks. That might just be, you know, covered ground for him. Like, he might not have any interest in building another vicious circle. Yeah. It just kind of feels like that every fight Malcolm's in is incidental. No, curmudgeon got away. Yeah, he's around. He's in the sewer. Mixing yeah. with, mix, mixing with, uh, with, um... Brenda Funk. Thank you. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I knew. What about the other guy that was at the CN Tower? That was Curmudgeon, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. was that Curmudgeon? Yeah. You're I'm right. pretty sure. You know, pop the claws. God, I'm so off my game today. I know. I'm ashamed. Dude, it's I'm it's ashamed. crazy. Man. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> It's good though. That's good. Everyone's got to have that podcast <laughs> where everything they it's the whole world's like, you know, everything's off and I lord knows I've had many, many fin casts where I just fucking didn't understand what happened to the issue and was just confused and <laughs> didn't didn't understand the flow of a sequence, you know. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps us up. Unfortunately, it looks like our stream has mostly died due to technical difficulties, which is really unfortunate. It was working pretty well, I think, for the first half. I feel like uh, <coughs> the way we're recording is putting a lot of strain on my internet connection, so I'm getting throttled. I think, uh -huh. I, I, think I know how to fix it for next time, so we'll see. I will say that I did right. hear your voice robot out a time or two. Did you? Yeah, a few times. Yep. Um, Interesting. Good, good little experiment. We'll see if it works. I mean, I'd Seemed like we did okay with the live chat, you know. I agree. I think it was if fun. if we can get the recording to work, you know, I think it would be a good option. And then we'll just we'll have the live version, and then we'll have a nice cleaned up, oh yeah, recorded I version. Definitely, yeah. the live version will sound fine uh, with no interruptions because okay. it's independent of the stream. Okay, right. cool. Uh, right, cool. Dudes, it was fun, and thank you so much for chatting with me on Savage Dragon all the time. I appreciate it, fellas. No problem, Raven. I always have fun. No sweat. <laughs> I always have fun. And that game. Pants on now. Good game, dude. Good game. That was a good game. 
And good All impression, right, Jim. <laughs> Was yes. wa- watch that. What a trooper. Wa- watch that documentary, and you'll see that I'm right on the mark. I don't know. I don't know. I'll report back to you. I'll report right. back to you with some feedback. You guys, thanks have... for listening. Thanks wanna... for listening, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.